Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. You want to go to Romans chapter 4? We're going to get into verse uh, 20 and 21 today. And we'll put the word in you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. If you can get people to focus on the Lord and on the word, their lives will radically change, especially if they, you know, not just hear it, but do it. That's where the blessing is. That's where the blessing is. Father, we do thank you for your word. Lord, your word is life. It's health and medicine to all our flesh. Lord, your word is illumination. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father, we know that your word uh, has transforming power, that there's faith inside that word as we hear it, and that it transforms the way we think. There's a metamorphosis that takes place based on the resurrection within us. As we see truth, we walk out in light. We are able to not only defeat our enemy, Satan, with the weapons of our warfare, but also, Lord, dominate our carnal nature as well and and put on the armor of light and make no provision for the flesh. And so we thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit who teaches us. I yield myself and this gift that you place within me, Lord, to teach your people and to feed and to nourish them according to your word. Father, I ask that you shape my words and give me utterance with boldness and love, Lord, as I yield to you that will help uh, strengthen, help uh, bring light and, 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 and understanding to your people this morning, Lord, so that they can go out drawing the sword of the Spirit and driving out the enemy in their own life. And so, Father, I thank you for it. I believe you for it. And I thank you that you're going to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Romans chapter 4, and I'm going to start reading in verse number 16. It says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, the Lord said in verse 17, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that what? Do not exist or be not as though they did. Correct? Verse number 18, Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Now, we've looked at this already, and we know this is the story of Abraham and his faith. Now, specifically, the context that's being addressed here is salvation. It's, the, it's, the, it's Paul's continual argument between the law and and grace and faith, right? He had to deal with this constantly with the Jews. How many know that you have some serious opposition in your life if you have a group of people that are completely funded to just go around and screw up everything you preach? How many know the devil is mad at Paul? And he'll use intentionally, he still does till today, the arm of religion to try and stop revelation. He does it. He does it till today. It's the same thing over and over and over again. He has not changed one bit in his tactic. If you read through the book of Acts and, and you, actually, you really pay attention, allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to talk to you, you'll see that what's going on right now in America is right there. It's just multiplied. That's it. 
It's the same thing. You know, he, these men followed Paul around and actually found criminals in cities to stir up crowds against Paul and what he was preaching. How many know God is not going to find the dredge of a city, the people that are the lowest of the low in a city, to, to fund them to destroy his message? God's not doing that. He's not in that. But we see the hearts of people by their actions and by what they do. You know, the scripture says, wherever your treasure is, your heart is there, right? There's where your, your heart is, that your treasure lies there as well. So where, if you want to see and understand some of the things that are going on, just look where the money goes. Amen? That's how it works. And so we see in general that this was particularly, Paul in his subject of faith here is specifically talking about salvation. Now I know in our circles and sometimes in my own natural thinking, if I hadn't read through the word as much as I have, when you think salvation, most people think I'm going to heaven when I die. And that's one part. When I think salvation now, I not only think about the fact that I'm going to heaven when I die, but I also think about the fact that heaven came into me. And that's the way I want you to think. Now, we'll, we'll hold both, and we'll hold both in our thinking and understand both, but there's a principle here in understanding faith. Your faith and my faith has been released. If you're born again you're, and you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the key to get into heaven. In other words, the gate is open, okay? You, you, have, the, you have the door opener, all right? <laughs> you don't, God, heaven is not being uh, withheld from you. There's a second side to this that we need to understand in faith is that we are operating in faith here on earth, and this is a principle that is a general overview of faith, that if you take the, the, the actions and the things that Abraham did in regard to the promises of God, you can make your faith work in every area there is a promise given. In other words, you heard about Jesus you received that word and you confessed with your mouth that he is Lord and you were born again and you're on your way to heaven. But you can hear another promise from the same word and you can receive it into you. It will birth faith in your heart and if you'll open your mouth and release that faith that's been placed in your heart, you can receive promises here too. And that's what Abraham did here specifically. What did he do? What did God do? God's promise spoke spe specifically to what? Abraham's deadness and Sarah's deadness. And the word of the Lord came to a dead place and found access in an open heart where it could seed in the ground of that heart and be watered until there was a resurrection from the dead. Yeah, Lord. In other words, Abraham and Sarah are examples of those who cooperated with the words of God, received them in, meditated, watered, kept the environment right for the seed to grow, and released that word into their world, which brought what? It brought the blessing of God to the 
the hearer, but then also demonstrated the glory of God as a witness to those around them, and then praise to God goes up from the earth to him. Through his what? Through his people. Right? Through his people. In other words, they receive that word, they put it in them, they apply it to their life, you and I do, and what do you do everywhere you go? The more words you walk in, the brighter light you are. That's why you offend some people. I know how to offend a person that's been asleep in a dark room for a while. Turn the light on. You can ask my son. He'll tell you. I offended him this morning. You say, how do you know? He went like this. You know. What are you doing? It's time to get up. What time is it? 7.45. I don't wake up till 8. I said, well, mom said. (laughs) 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 Right? So, (laughs) in other words, you could be, you know, people are like, I don't even know why that person doesn't like me. You're hurting their eyes. I could give you another example. You smell. Scripture talks about that we're an aroma. (laughs) Right? We're an aroma. And you say, well, it's heaven's aroma. Yeah, but it offends death. And so when God speaks to us promises... Realize there's a fight of faith with that. In other words, don't get so excited about the promise and forget about the fight. Get excited about the promise. Put it in you strong. Get it working like it should. But realize you're going to have to fight this thing all the way through. And that's the word that came forth this morning. More than once. Do you realize that walking through the valley, it's nice to have pools? Come on. You're going to put all these things together, right? And allow the Holy Spirit. You're going to have have fight. It's going to feel like, man, I need something to drink. You go, there's a pool right there. Okay, let's go over there. But you're going to get to your destination. Because the one who's leading you is the good shepherd. And he's already walked through the valley and won. So I'm not winning my own victories, actually. I'm walking in his victory. And that's grace. Amen? That's grace. Not only does he know the path, he's provided the strength to go. You know, if you think about it, we're really doing pretty much very little. Other than cooperating and using our will to just get in line with him. Beyond that, he's supplying a lot. A lot, a lot. So we see this with Abraham, we see this with Sarah. They were constantly going, and you see it in these verses, you'll see it even more. But his hope, his expectation, his strength, everything, he is drawing off Father God. Everything he's drawing, my vision, my destination, everything about me I'm drawing off Father God. My ability, my wisdom, everything that I have that I'm functioning within this life, including the strength of my physical being and the level of intelligence that I'm walking in, I'm drawing off of Him. 
And this is what faith does. It pulls off of grace. It draws. So I'll put it to you like this. We said this before, but I, we need to say it again. Grace is God's full hand reaching out to you. Faith is your empty hand reaching up to him. You're taking from him. The, bigger, the biggest issue, and we're going to hit it today, that I find with myself and with believers is quitting. Always. Most believers I've found have faith. They do. Even if it's basic, I'm going to heaven faith. That's a level of faith. And that's more than some. The biggest issue believers face is lack of endurance. They get weary in well. And that's a huge distraction of the enemy. Because it's like Mark was even saying, doubt can come at you for a whole day. Have you ever noticed that the devil is just sorry? I mean, he's a jerk. I mean, he's the only, as far as I can tell, him and his are the ones I can hate. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to hate people, so, you know. But I can hate him. And he will do that. He'll attack, 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 attack. He'll, he'll do this. He'll try and set things up to discourage you to the point, and this is what he wants. He wants you to start saying what he's saying. Because we know from James that if you let your tongue go a direction, it's like a rudder on a ship. And he knows he can crash you right into an iceberg. Right? Amen? So we see this. Verse 18 again, who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Verse 19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he understood the situation between him and Sarah. They're as good as dead, but he wasn't considering that. So he put his hope or his expectation in the power of God, not in his own ability. In other words, Abraham wasn't going around looking for all the natural remedies to being barren. I'm not necessarily against any of that stuff. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he put all of his hope in what? The Lord and the promise that was given to him. And this is called strong faith. Amen? Now, you can put all your hope and expectation, let's say it's a medical situation, you can put all your hope and expectation in the Lord, and he'll, he'll meet you where you're at. He may tell you, go do this or take this. He may. People say, I don't know if I believe that. Oh, there are plenty of Christians in the room. If it hadn't been for medical science, you wouldn't be here. So God's not against medical science at all. The issue is not any of that. The issue is what is God telling you to do? Amen? Amen? How many have heard a testimony? It's amazing. You know the Lord was in it, but it was a little, it, they went a different direction maybe than you would have. Or it came about in a way that you didn't quite understand. It was different than what you might think. I've had this happen to me so many times, I just quit pigeonholing God. 
You know what I mean? I quit looking at natural things. I look to him first. What direction? What am I going to do here, Lord? And sometimes he'll say, nothing. You're just going to wait until I move. Roger. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I mean? All right, verse 20. Let's wrap, let's wrap up in 20 and 21 here. He did not waver. I love this. At the promise of God through what? But was in faith doing what? Complaining to the Lord. <laughs> Come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit on something that's going gonna, to gonna, uh, uh, mess with your emotion a little bit. Let's be careful not to whine too much in prayer. <laughs> Lord, you said. This is not what Abraham's doing. <laughs> Abraham is not frustrated. Amen? He, he didn't waver at the promise of God through what? unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. The word waver means to withdraw. It means to oppose or to hesitate. It means to stagger or to be partial. To be partial. Unbelief will be partial toward the promise of God. In other words, unbelief gives you naturally a way out. Stagger. Unbelief means disbelief or faithlessness. Listen to this in the Amplified. It says, no unbelief or distrust caused or made Abraham waver or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. I'm going to go back to what Mark said. What was he doing? What was he doing? T today, t or, or Tuesday, was it Tuesday? I don't know what day it was. Anyway, one of those days, he, doubting thoughts are coming, and what is he doing? He's not allowing the unbelief to change what the Lord has told him. In other words, he's not allowing the unbelief to become his new expectation. He's not allowing circumstances to become the new expectation. He's not allowing the news media to define to him what the prophet said. You do realize this, that Satan said, I will sit in the Most High's place. And God said, you. And whose words won? Come on, come on, come on. The devil is using faith principles. Where do you think he learned them? He watched God do what he did. And he twisted it and said, I want to be God. What a fool. So when unbelief comes, you go, no, 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 devil, I'm not agreeing with you. And people say, well, I've already done it. Now, I'm not raising pansies around here. <laughs> I heard you in worship. I heard the crowd singing in worship, and I know what we have in the room. The room is faith. 
But outside the room is faith too. If people, people say, how many, how many have made a mistake? I could lift up both hands and both feet if I could. I'm not meditating on that. I'm continuing to move forward. I'm not leaving the gym. I'm staying in with my trainer. Amen? Okay, so you are too. You're staying in. In other words, you're not going to what? No unbelief or distrust is going to make you waver concerning the promise of God. But you're going to grow strong in faith and be empowered by faith. This is what the Amplified says, as he gave praise and glory to God. So when the doubt comes, you stand up and go, the Lord said, glory to God. In other words, you see dead devil, but I see resurrection. You see it isn't coming to pass, but I see that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus and everything old has passed away and all things have become new. And every day I'm going to continue to feed and fellowship with my Father. Every day my mind is going to be transformed by the Word of God. And every day by the grace of God I'm going to step away from, make no provision for the flesh and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, my armor is bright. Well, you made this mistake, and I know, and I know, and you bring up pictures, and you yak, yak, yak all the time, devil. But remember this, the blood of Jesus is ever effective in my life. And I am not going to abandon my source in the middle of a battle and the promise that he's given me because I made a stupid mistake. Instead, I'm going to go ahead and just turn around, go up to the throne, receive the mercy and the empowerment to help in the time of need. Turn around and whip your devil tail all over the place. Now, I'm the coach. That works, and it encourages you because it's the word of the Lord. But you have to put it in your mouth when you leave. I don't care if you have to cry on your bed and say, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. The Lord is good, he's moving, and he's faithful. You do it. Because every strong believer in this room has done it at one time or another, and those that make it are those who don't quit. Because God is not in heaven going, well, they're trying real hard, but I think I'll just let this one slide. He's in heaven going, look, faith. He's in heaven looking down going, look at that woman with the issue of blood. She's breaking all the laws in faith. She's about to touch the Son of God, and all the angels are going, do it, do it, do it. We're about to have something to write down that generations from now will seed in the heart of other people and they'll press through a crowd, grab hold of Jesus, and get healed in spite of what the doctor said. Because faith is transferable. (laughs) You'll make it all the way if you trust. I'm a truster. We don't waver. He did not allow himself to waver away from or doubtingly question the promise. We don't waver. Dake's uh, uh, commentary says this. A double-minded man, and this is uh, in actually, and I'm not going to read James, but you can, it's the same word in James 1, 5 through 8. Double-minded has to do with waver. It's the same thing. 
He says, Dake says this, he who doubts is like a wave that is rising one moment and sinking the next. One minute he or she believes, another they do not. He says yes and then no to what God has promised, never making up his mind which way he believes. Watch this. He staggers helpless in prayer like a drunken man. That's a good illustration, isn't it? In other words, you're up and you're down. You're up and you're down. Well, God's going to do it. Why? Circumstances look like it. No, God's going to do it because he said so. In other words, faith says this, my circumstances are contrary, but my hope is in the Lord, and my hope is going to change the circumstances. Because my God is going to put his hand into the middle of what's going on and turn this thing around according to his faithfulness to his word. And I trust him, amen? A double-minded or double-minded, this term was used by the Jews of a man who attempted to worship God and still love the creature or the, the creation, who wished to secure both worlds. He would not give up the world here and yet was loath to give up heaven, a person torn between carnal and spiritual things. In other words, we have to make a decision. One thing I choose, and it's the word of the Lord. And your faith will be tested when everything else goes opposite to what he said. And the Lord will look down and go, and he'll be pleased as we look up and go, it's all opposite of what you said right now, Lord. But you said it, I believe it, that settles it. Verse 21, we'll finish here. Being and being fully what? What promise do you need to sit on until you're fully convinced? Fully convinced that what he, God, has had promised, he was what? He was also able to what? Perform it, right? He had the power to perform it, right? This is strong faith. Strong faith puts its hope in the Lord alone and doesn't allow circumstances to dictate what it's going to believe. Strong faith understands the natural circumstance, understands the circumstances around him, but you don't put your hope in that. You put your full trust in the Lord. So you recognize what's going on and what needs to be changed, but you're focused on the promise of God. Strong faith doesn't stagger at that promise. Strong faith looks at the promise and goes, this is what I believe. And when everybody around you tells you you're crazy... And I'm talking about Christians who don't believe the word of the Lord. You can just stand there and go, well, I love you, brother. But I'm going with God. Like Jesse Duplantis said, either God lied or you did, I pick you. (laughs) Right? People say, well, that's mean. Uh Uh-uh. That's stout faith. And you need to be that way. I said, you need to be that way. Don't don't let the world uh, try and train you into the uh, conspiracy of niceness to where you give up your faith. 
We have to stand in what is true. If we don't, what are we standing on? So strong faith is fully convinced. It doesn't waver. It doesn't question doubtingly. It holds to the promise. Do you know you can do that by choice? When everything around you is saying opposite? Do you know that there is a point of faith that is a choice? It's a matter of the will. It is a matter of decision. I am going to hang my whole life on what God said. And I choose to stay there. And then in the midst of the boat trying to sink, there will be be times where you feel like Jesus is asleep. (laughs) And you know what, Jesus? (laughs) Jesus is just like this because he's awesome. He's amazing. You'll wake him up and he'll go, why'd you wake me up? I was sleeping. (laughs) In other words, why didn't you do what I've shown you? I love the Lord. He is awesome. You know what's great about the Lord? He will will whoop you and then go, okay, let's get up and go. Come on. That's a good parent. I told my kid one time, I was talking to my son, and I said, has he got in trouble for something? And somebody asked him the other day at Thanksgiving, what'd you get in trouble for? And he said, what happens in our house stays in our house. (laughs) (laughs) That kid is smart, man. (laughs) That's a good point. Unless I get a hold of it, then the whole world knows. No, but I won't say any details, but... I said to him, I just said, son, I cannot allow you to just do anything because you're going to be out of my view one day. And I said, there's greatness in you. And you're going to fulfill the call. And I'm not going to contribute to your downfall. Because I don't hate him. I love him. Amen? And in the midst of disciplining him, you know what hurts my feelings? People say, you have feelings, Sean? Those that are closest to me understand a little bit. All right. It does. It bothers me. But I can't let that lead me. I've got to let this lead me. In all aspects. Amen? All right. So being fully convinced. So this is the last part of this. Be fully convinced. You say, how do I get fully convinced? Feed on the promise. And allow the faith that's in the word to get into your heart. And allow it to transform your thinking. And allow it to settle there and, and, and brood there and meditate there and stay there until you're convinced. There ain't no devil in hell that can stop the power of God bringing this to pass. And from that place, strong faith is being demonstrated. So what are the things in your life or in my life in this, concerning these scriptures that are opposite so we take this word and we, get, we start running through our life and thinking through our life. In other words, we do what Paul said to Timothy in 2 in, in, uh, Timothy 2, I believe it is, or 1 Timothy 2, one of them, you can find it later. He said, he talked to the people, he talked to Timothy about being a soldier, being an athlete, and being a farmer. And then he said, think about, Timothy, consider what I've written to you, and the Lord will give you understanding about what I've preached. 
In other words, you take these verses, 17, 18 through 21, and you go over it and over it and over it, and the Holy Spirit will go, this is what I need you to do here. This is what I need you to do here. This is what I need you to do here. And as you apply that truth, your faith will strengthen, you'll become convinced, you'll be giving glory to God, you won't stagger or waver, your hope will not be diminished, and you'll begin to take that sword of the Spirit down through your life, eliminating doubt and unbelief in all these areas, and as you steadily do this year after year after year, people are like, no, I want it to be done in 30 seconds. No, no, no. Jesus is not microwave Jesus. With the Lord, you're only 23 down, years down the road when you're 23 years down the road. <laughs> People say, well, he makes up for lost time. I agree with you, but spiritual growth, there are, no, there are no shortcuts. There isn't any. There isn't any. You have to grow. You have to develop. Well, I don't want to wait that long. Then you will miss out in changing your hope from the Lord to something else. And people say, well, you're saying that the Lord won't help me wherever he finds me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about spiritual growth. He'll, he'll rescue you if you run from him for the next 30 years. He'll do everything he can to find you where you're at and rescue you. But I'm talking about those that are strong in faith. Those that are after the promise no matter what. You've already laid down the gauntlet. You're never going back to where you were. You're not even interested in where you were, but you want to develop, grow, become stronger in your faith. Those are the people that, they don't stagger, they don't allow their hope to be destroyed, they stay focused on the Lord. And people say, well, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with my life. You do know that you're supposed to pursue the Lord, and out of that, you'll find the other stuff out. Well, I tried it. No. Nope. You either do or you don't. When people tell me they've tried and then they quit, a lot of times what I hear is God didn't do what he was supposed to do. Never. If you want to eliminate the enemy's ability to control you in that area, just go ahead and settle it. I'm the one that screws up, not God. Because I have, I'm like you guys, I have every excuse available to me in the world to give up and to roll over. I have, you know, my parents raised us well, but it wasn't perfect, so I guess I could dig apart everything they did wrong and, and tell you why I can't go on with the Lord. The problem is it's totally hypocritical because I've already done so many things wrong with my kids. And you know what the thing that protects my kids is the fact that I know I've done things wrong with my kids. There is nobody perfect raising you or around you in the natural. Talking about that sense in the natural. So there is no sense in me blaming my mom for all my emotional issues. Sorry, mom. You gave birth to a preacher. Lord, I give you this one. Someday she's probably like, I want him back. Just... <laughs> No, she never is. <laughs> There's no point. Well, my dad's in heaven before he was supposed to. I guess I can't do what I'm supposed to. No. No. 
I'm going to get into heaven, and my dad's going to be there to meet me, and he's going to go, good job, boy. You went on. Yeah. To live as Christ? I know my part, because I'm not dead. So I'm not on the gain part yet. <laughs> what am I on? The live is I have a mandate from the one who sits at the center of the universe on the throne almighty. And I have to stand before him. And so do you. By yourself. Would you stand with me? <clears throat> um... I want to, I'm going to do this, uh, Shelly Robbins, Shelly, are you back there? There you are. So your group, the Tribe 13, is that what it's called? Your prayer group? Do you have a prayer group at your house? Okay. I heard the Lord say during worship, and I just want to give this to you. I feel like the Holy Spirit said, as you've continued to be faithful, and you are continuing to be faithful, you're about to go to another level in that prayer group. I just heard the Lord say it during worship. And there are going to be things that you're going to see and understand that uh, within that group that, uh, can, that will be given, that can only be trusted to or given to trustworthy people. And so as you continue to uh, fellowship with the Lord and listen to Him on what you can and can't share, and you follow in obedience to what He's telling you and showing you, He's going to increase you even more and more as you've continued in faithfulness and will continue in faithfulness. So that's what I felt like the Lord said. And some of that stuff that you guys get, you're just going to have to pray it out and that'll be it. Nobody will get to know but it, you'll see it come to pass. So I'm sure you probably do, but I'll just say this. You know, you want to have a record of, of some of the things that are prayed out and said and keep that with you. Amen? If that's right, you can take it. If not, you can chuck it. <laughs> you can throw it. But I believe it's right, so you can take that. Every head bowed, every eye closed, if you would. If you're in this place uh, today and you just need to rededicate your life or you need to give your life to the Lord... Um, I just want you to raise your hand where you're at so I can see you, acknowledge you, and then we'll pray with you uh, for that. Is there anybody here like that? And ushers, if you'll look just in case I can't see anybody. I don't know that I see anybody right now. All right. Praise God. Father, we do. We thank you for today. Thank you for your spirit, presence here. Thank you for your word. Lord, we purpose and we do commit to be doers of your word and not hearers only. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will take what has been spoken and use what you see fit in each individual's life as they wait on you. Lord, that you'll reveal to them what they're to do. And we will commit, and we do commit to you, Lord, to take these truths and apply them to ourselves and focus on ourselves first and in obedience to you and not judging others. So we thank you for that. And Father, even now, I do, for, until Wednesday, Lord, and beyond, I commit these people to the grace of God. Lord, the word is now in their hands, and I thank you that you're going to help them by your Holy Spirit, teaching them all things, 
through Holy Spirit to be effective and develop in your word. And we thank you for it. We'll have great testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we'll see you Wednesday. God bless you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.